This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tari Eason, when we talk about players who don't have that effort issue, who don't have that energy. Like, can issue. I stop you real quick? Because there, there's a little bit of breaking news. Um, oh, yeah, please, please do. Well, please I, do. I, I, couple, and it, it happens that right as you bring up Tari Eason, uh, Tari Eason is going to be in the Rising Stars game. He is replacing uh, Jalen Duran. Uh, Duran has, I'm trying to see if there, I don't, I don't see, I don't know if there's an exact injury. I'm trying to read through this press release very quickly on the fly. Uh, I'll say as, Jaylen, you, as you read, as you, as you read through it and, and, and get your thoughts about you, I will point out Jalen Duran is the player earlier that I was mentioning, uh, that I couldn't think of who was actually the youngest player, not Jabari. And they played against each other whenever the Rockets played the Pistons, but those are the two youngest players in the NBA. So you bringing up his name reminded me that that's who I was thinking of earlier and couldn't call his name out. But go ahead with what you were saying about the breaking news. Okay, so Jalen Duran sprained his ankle. He has uh, been replaced in the Rising Stars game by Tari Eason, and Jalen Green will not participate in the Rising Stars game due to the uh, left groin strain that he suffered uh, last night in Oklahoma City, and Io DeSumo will replace mm. him. So you have yeah, DeSumo, one another, and then and a second, second guy. player. Yep. Yeah, and and I, obviously Ayu Dusumu is the bull is a place for the Bulls, and is uh, I want to say an Illinois guy. Like he's a he's a yes. actual local local kid there. So uh, I know that the folks in Chicago are real big fans of Ayu Dusumu. Um, and, and I mean, he was an excellent player with uh, who's who's the other kid at at, at Illinois? The bigger kid, um, damn it, I can't his name. There we go, Kofi Coburn. Yeah, th- those two guys were really excellent at uh at Illinois when they played together. So uh, good for Ayu Sumo getting into that game. Um, unfortunate for Jalen Green, obviously, in his situation. But, um, but yeah, that is that is good news. So Tari Eason, shout out to Tari Eason getting into the Rising Stars. Could have made the case for him. Like, I know there's a lot of good young players. Um, and the Rockets, I guess, don't do themselves any favors by playing as poorly as they do. And, and the perception of them being what it is around the league, that they're a laughing stock, they're not to be taken seriously and all of that. And I feel like some of the players that that are good and that do have some promise, to use that word again, it's a buzzword for this episode, I feel like some of those guys are unfairly overlooked at, at, because of that. You know, they get to be lumped in into the current state of affairs with the Rockets. But Tari Eason is another one um, who I would put in that category that I did with Jabari Smith earlier of. The, he does not apply to the, you know, the – not promising, doesn't give enough effort. He is the ultimate effort guy. Um, I love watching him play for different reasons than I do KJ Martin, but love to watch him play nonetheless. Um, somebody who I still think is their worst passer on the team. Um, not necessarily a great shooter, not, not necessarily a very skilled player, 
Um, but energy, effort, and uh, and I think that can go a long way. You know, and I think it has gone a long way. I think it's brought Tar Eason here to where he is exactly right now. So what's your progress report on one Tar Eason in his rookie year at the All-Star break? He's a disruptive player, I think is the best way to put it, where he's going to get a lot of deflections. He's going to get some blocks. He's going to start some fast breaks. Uh, the shooting is actually not – and he's 35% from three, which on this team you'll take. I mean, that's yeah. that's like yeah. that's Reggie Miller type stuff on this team. Um, so and, and he's taking two a game. Uh, I think that he has exceeded all the expectations, and I think there was a reason why they really liked him uh, – coming out of the draft and, and you've seen exactly why. And I think you can argue that he's been their best rookie. You know, he's not maybe their most talented rookie, but I think that he's probably been, he's probably been their best and most consistent rookie this season. So uh, I think that when you're looking at who you're building around and who's part of this team moving forward, obviously you have the two top five picks and then you get, get into Shingun and then you get into Martin and then Eason is right there within in that mix because of just how he's looked um, so far as a rookie. So I think that this is one of those, and I don't think it's, it's not a coincidence that he is a guy who played in college for two years. I think that that probably helped him, you know, getting the extra year, getting, you know, being in a, in a different program too at LSU where they played kind of a, a unique style compared to the rest of college basketball. I think that's done him some good. So I think that he's been very, very good for them. I think that that, that goes down as one of Rafael Stone's better picks. And I, it was one of those guys that I, it was one of those picks that was an easy one to make for them because he's just sitting there at 17. They didn't have to move. They didn't have to move up. They didn't have to move down to get him. I mean, it, it worked out really, really well. Yeah. He was one of the players that I was, you know, at least on the internet lobbying for them to take at that, with that spot or at that spot. And then lo and behold, he was there and they took him. Um, I don't, I don't do predictions very well, but, and I don't know if I was really pretending to be able to predict that exactly, but I I felt like I saw that coming. Like I felt like he'd be just from watching him play. I thought he's the kind of player who, like, he's clearly a role player, and so and I don't think he has any uh, misconceptions about what he is and who he is. And he seems to be such a team guy that whatever role he ends up having in the future with this team he'll be suited for it is, you know, as long as they don't outkick the coverage on that, right. Like try to make him be something more than what he is, but if they keep him within his proper context, he's somebody that could be, you know, could be in your starting lineup at times. If you need him to be, could be your sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth man, like whatever it is that you need from Tari Eason, the disruptor, as you call him, I like that term for, for Tari Eason. Uh, He's somebody that can contribute for you. And, and I think is. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, I I would agree with the points you made too about him being one of Raphael Stone's uh, better picks, like um, I, I point to Shingun being somebody that they moved up to get, saw something in him, and and made a concerted effort to go get him. They didn't, like you mentioned, didn't have to do that with Tari, uh, with Tari Eason. But uh, but both of those moves, I look at, I reflect on, you know, you know, even on draft day and following it, like, okay, all right, uh, you know, I you know, I can get with this. I can see, I can see what they see 
And sure enough, it has played out right around or about what uh, what you would hope for. So uh, so good for Tar Eason being in the in the Rising Stars Challenge, and uh, hopefully he can keep it up and continue to improve on his game. Um, and for me, be a better passer. I get nervous when that dude's got the ball on a fast break. Like on a fast break, I want him to be the last one to touch it in the dunk it. Um, if he's got to pass the ball, I'm tremendously concerned and nervous about uh about what happens next but uh, uh but the effort is there and all of that so you, you can't be mad at that yeah um the finishing at the rim has to be better i mean that's yeah. you know a guy his size he needs to be better at that i don't know what the numbers are exactly but i mean he was in he was in like the low 40 percent uh, earlier in the season but he's the type of guy who can score um double figures without having a single play run for him he's gonna find he's gonna be in the right place at the right time and he's big enough to where if you need to put him on a center he can handle that. And so you can, he's a very switchable type player. So uh, he's got a, he's got a really bright future ahead of him in this game. No doubt about it. Um, I was trying to see if I could find those real quick, but I'm, I'm not seeing it just a uh, field goal percentage by distance. Let's see. Yeah. Like, like I'm looking here three to from three to 10 feet. Says he's thirty six percent. You know, like yeah, that, that's because that gets into like the back of the lane. So let me let me pull it up really quick. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I would like to I would like to know the what the actual numbers are on that because that that is has been noticeable. It, it really more so earlier on in the season. I thought he was missing a lot of bunnies. I don't feel like I've noticed it as much lately, but it was striking early on that he was as poor of a finisher as he had been. So I was trying to look that it's. Up. It's it's uh it's fifty percent now, so he's gotten better, and that's where two thirds of his shots come from. I mean that so that's important. I mean if, if two thirds of your shots are gonna and that's really good too that you look at his shot profile and two thirds of his shots are coming at the rim, but you got to make more than half. So if you get that number, even get that number up to fifty five percent, I mean that's that's a totally different player, and that's just you're just much 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 better as a team that way. I mean that that's. You know, that th- those are easy points. Any shot around the rim should be an easy two, not an easy two points, you know what I mean? But you know, th- those are those are shots that have to be made. So, yeah. I mean, right, right now he's at 50%. That number it's gotten better. I mean, he was in the low 40s earlier in the year. So, the fact that he's gotten that to 50, that's good. Now we need to get it up into the 55% range, maybe even yeah. by the end of the season. But that's you know, he's got he's got to get a little bit more explosive. I mean, all these guys are so young. They all have stuff that they can do in the gym. And that's, you know, for, for Easton, that's going to be one of those things is just become more explosive. Yeah. They call them high percentage shots for a reason. So the high percentage shot stands the reason that you should shoot a high percentage in high percentage shots. You know, that goes, uh, that that's pretty easy. 